The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hi, everybody. Bonnie here with Beauty Inside and Out Radio. So today we're touching on a topic that actually affects a lot more people than I think we think out there, and it is hair loss. Um, And I know that I'm a proponent of it myself. Um, I ended up going through alopecia areata a few years back, and it got to a point where it was pretty severe. Um, And, you know, I wear my hair light, and, of course, at that time I wore it pretty light, so it blended in with my scalp a lot. But when I went to the dermatologist and the doctors to try and figure out what the problem was and and what a solution was, um, there wasn't a lot of options out there. So I know that this is really one of those... um, one of those scary feelings where, you know, not having hair or your hair keeps falling out and you're thinking, how do I stop this? What do I do type of thing? Um, they don't have any answers for it from under that uh, area, uh, alopecia areata type of thing. But my hair did eventually grow back. I did do some treatments. They they were not treatments that I wanted to do long term, but they were tr- short term treatments that did actually grow my hair back. Um, and I know we'll talk about that a little bit more as we kind of progress along. But I think one of the most important things is we feel helpless, um, and we, I think as as human beings, and certainly as as a female, I, my hair is a big part of my identity, especially being in, in the beauty industry, and uh, with that, I was very self-conscious of um, this hair loss issue that I had, and when my hair grew back, it grew back very curly, which is somewhat a normal um, and you'll, you would notice that um, from other people as well. And so then I had straight pieces and curly pieces and my hair was just very disconnected. And fortunately now it's all more curly because I lost most of it at some point and it looks more uniform and everything. But I remembered thinking I had to get to the bottom of it and there, there wasn't a lot of resources out there. So my guests today are, we're going we're gonna to touch on this hair loss and thinning hair arena. And um, my guests today are Steve Reese. Um, from Bobbitt Publishing, and uh, you might know him from, from those of you that are in the industry, you might know him from the modern salon, Salon Today world, and uh, he's going to share with us an event that is going to be designed for the professional industry to be able to support professionals to have this conversation with the clients on hair loss and thinning hair. And then my other guest today is Karen Gordon. Karen, thank you so much for being here, too. Um, it was fun to be able to have this call put together for all of us here. And um, Karen comes from the beauty industry herself, and she's going to share with us her story and how it she sees the effect that it has on clients. So welcome, both of you. Glad to have you here. Thanks, Bonnie. Pleasure to be here. Thank you, Bonnie. Yeah, so so we're talking about hair loss, but hair loss kind of falls into that same category as thinning hair. And Karen, I know that you're you're the owner of, you know, Jay Gordon Designs out of Chicago, um, and it's you know a very high end, internationally recognized salon. And you've been an active part of you know associations in our industry for many years. Um, but let me just find out from you, like you know, your personal story and beauty, and um, what you can tell us, so that our audience can be uh, more familiar with who you are. Thank you, Bonnie. Well, I've been a salon professional for 38 years now. So I started probably what would be a freshman year of college after having dropped out. I thought I was going to be a Spanish teacher and came home with a broken heart and didn't know what I wanted to do and. 
I went to a salon in my neighborhood that had just opened that got a tremendous amount of PR. It was the first of its kind. It was a multi-level salon, uh, absolutely gorgeous. The interior designer had done it and went in to get my hair done, and I absolutely fell in love with everything I saw. I fell in love with the sights and the sounds, the music, the aroma, the, the way the people dress. There just wasn't anything about it that I didn't love. So I moved forward, and I went to cosmetology school, and my father said, hey, you just dropped out of uh, college. Why do you think you want to be a hairdresser? And I said, it's just in me. You know, it was sort of like one of those epiphany moments. And uh, went to beauty school and never looked back. So 38 years later, um, I've had a lot of different interesting um, experiences in the industry. I used to be a cutter and a colorist. I'm still a colorist, and I stand behind the chair four days a week. Um, I went back to school in my uh, 30s and 40s and got my master's degree in business. So I work hard on managing Jake Gordon Designs. And I have a very strong interest now in hair loss because I see where the demand is. I see it in my own clientele. Um, I have clients every single day who sit in my chair and either they tell me that they're having a challenge with hair loss or I actually see that their hair is thinning or I see that their hair is shedding. So I know that there's a great demand out there for people who know more and who can help the public. Um, and that's what I'm trying to do is bring hair loss into the salon industry at the level that we can handle it at. So that's sort of what my mission is right now. Yeah, and I think that there's a, a even a level of embarrassment um, for clients in even going to a professional salon when they start dealing with hair loss because they're like, well, what are they going to do? Cut my, you know, cut my five hairs. They're they're not necessarily in a position to prescribe. So I think that they feel like maybe the professional industry is not a solution for them. Well, you know, that's what I'd like to try to change, and hopefully with Steve and a lot of work that other associations are doing, we can we, we can make great changes, you know, in the next couple of years. I think you're absolutely right. There's a disconnect between what we learn in cosmetology school um, and what's going on in the real world. And for most of us, there's two pages in our Cosmo textbook on hair loss and hair thinning. You go take your test, and you never really address it again. So when a client comes and sits in your chair and they say, to you, you know, do you notice that my hair is thinning? I think the common answer for most of us is, no, you got plenty of hair on your head. Don't worry about it. You're going to be fine. And the real reason is we're pleasers. I mean, by nature, we're nurturers. And I don't want you to feel bad, but above all, I don't want you to lose confidence in me because I really don't have the answers. I don't have the education behind me to to even know the right questions to ask you. So, you know, that's sort of what I'm working towards is... um, not not me personally developing a curriculum, but making people more aware of where they can go to get further education on how they can become a hair loss specialist so they can engage in that dialogue with their clients and treat them at the level that hairdressers will be able to treat them. Not everything is treatable, you know, within a salon. There are um, certain issues that need to be recommended off to other people in the medical profession, but certainly there's a lot that we can do that we aren't doing, but if you if you if you don't have the answers or you don't know a lot about it, you know you're going to be timid and not bring it up. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 thank you for sharing that. So I'm glad that we're having this conversation today because it is a bigger issue than I think that we realize. And Steve, now we've known each other for quite a few years. You didn't necessarily come from the beauty industry, but you are one of us now. That's for certain. Give us a little insight of your background. Well, I started in the fashion industry, and I uh, was doing marketing in the fashion industry on 7th Avenue in New York, and from there, I got into publishing in the fashion industry, and I was involved with marketing, putting on fashion shows, things like that, and then I just stayed in the publishing world. I was in the electronics industry, I was in the packaging industry, I was in the automotive industry, and uh, somehow I got into the beauty industry, and when I first got into the beauty industry, it was just one of several things I did, but it's become since my primary focus, and I can understand why people who get in the beauty industry never leave. It's because they are pleasers. Um, You're surrounded by people who are passionate about what they do, who care about helping people and who want to give back, and who wouldn't want to work in an environment like that every single day. Steve actually should be an honorary hairdresser, and he probably knows more about hair loss than 95% of the hairdressers out there now, so um, I consider you one of us, Steve. Yeah, absolutely, (laughs) and all the the more reason why our industry could and should be responsible for um, bringing more of this knowledge um, to the hairdressers so that they can be more knowledgeable 
to those clients that are having some of these issues. You know, I think Bonnie's statistics state right now that 40% of women between 25 and 55 are experiencing some form of hair loss. So that's a pretty significant statistic. And I think they say that men, um, it sort of corresponds with their age, like 30% of men in their 30s, 40% of men in their 40s, 50%, so on and so forth. So we're looking at, you know, a large percentage of the population you know, is suffering from hair loss issues. So there's 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 a whole audience out there that needs our help, that needs someone to talk to, that needs you know someone who who can help them with what their issue is. Well, let's clarify something here too, because I think a lot of times when we're thinking about hair loss and hair thinning, a lot of people are just going to the you know to the category of men, and then oh well, that's male pattern baldness, and that is hereditary. No, there's but such that's, a thing as female pattern hair loss, about. too, and uh, women suffer it quite a bit, and it's for a whole host of different reasons. I mean, you know, I personally see a lot of people, um, when I was younger, and my clients were younger, I saw a lot of people who had hair thinning um, from birth control, and I see then a lot of people who have hair thinning after they have a baby, and then today I see people who have hair thinning from menopause or perimenopause, and you see people who have hair thinning um from all sorts of different issues, you know, dietary issues or whether they go on thyroid medication or whether they're going through significant life changes, be it through a divorce or through the death of a relative or through job stress, uh, you, you name it. There's so many different things that contribute to hair loss um, that, that it's not just men. Women suffer from it tremendously. And, you right. know, I, I think in some ways it really, you know, I, I don't want to say that it affects women worse, but I think men accept it at a different level. Mm-hmm. But for women, it's absolutely devastating. I mean, I've had it clients really who've is. gone through breast cancer, and they said, you know, it, it, it was worse for me to lose my hair than to lose my breast. I could always cover, you know, in a shirt and in my clothing, but my hair was front and center, and there was really nothing I could do about it. So, you know, so much, so, there's so much of our psychology for men and women that is tied into our hair. It r- runs pretty deep in who we are. Oh, we, we actually absolutely. did research yeah. on this uh, against consumers, and we found that uh, it's actually much more devastating for women than for men, and that for women, so much of their presentation and self-esteem is tied into their hair. That is their fashion accessory. Uh, for men, uh, it's tied in as well, but less so. But part of it is that hair is is taking on a new role now compared to years ago. Years ago, hair used to be functional. When you colored your hair, you colored it to look natural. Now hair is all about fashion. It's about expressing yourself. Um, you see a lot of people who actually change their hairstyle on weekends uh, because they're going out and they want to look different. Um, you see a lot of people using fashion color right now. Hair has really gone from, from, from function to fashion for a whole generation of people. And then if you think about what's happening in the world, right now uh, with computers and technology, there's a sense that older people just don't get it and that they're not part of the digital generation. So for work reasons, um, it's important to look young and it's important to look uh, vibrant and it's important to look like you're somebody who gets it. So for both men and women, um, not only is having a full head of hair and a good head of hair something that is ego-driven, it's also something that they can justify in terms of their professional life. Absolutely. And yeah, you know, it's right. interesting. this is a true story. I was in the salon earlier today and there was a woman in who is going through treatment for cancer right now and I said, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? She said, it's going pretty well. And I said, are you doing uh, radiation or chemotherapy? And she said, you know, Karen, I'm doing, um, she, she said, I, I'm doing radiation. And she said, I'll be honest with you. I hate to be so vain. I don't want to do the chemotherapy because I don't want to lose my hair. And I thought, you know, here we're looking at health versus hair loss. And here's someone who doesn't want to do what might be a prescribed treatment because her hair means that much to her. She's in the salon, you know, every three weeks for, for a touch-up. So, yeah, I think yeah. that speaks volume. And yeah, and so there's you know there's this this part that we probably want to bring up here is that you know we're not going to be diagnosing you know the reasons for hair loss. And Karen, it was it was good for you to kind of like just overall you know the overarching you know birth control at you know after having a baby, perimenopause, menopause, dietary issues. I mean those are all potential causes. I think from from a professional standpoint, you know if you have dry hair that there's there's something that's going on. You know, it might be a vitamin deficiency. It might just be that 
You're not using you know, the right kind of products to nourish it. So there's, and, and yeah, it's so really there's, about homeostasis. Yeah. And I think when most people really get down to it, they'll find that it has to do with some kind of imbalance in the system. A lot of it, you know, it can be hormone or thyroid um, related. And you could say, well, how, I used to wonder how can stress relate to hair loss, but it, change, it changes up all of your hormonal uh, balance in your system. So, yeah, it speaks to your overall health. Oh, absolutely. And even, and even in my, you know, having alopecia areata, I will always have a bald spot somewhere on my head at mm-hmm. some given moment. You know, the it doesn't ever stop. It just body. doesn't, you know, I've managed it in a way that it just doesn't get as bad as it originally did. Um, and, you know, we're getting ready to take a break right now, and I'll share more of that story um, for all my listeners as well in regards to this. But um, so, so I want to be sure that, that there are lots of variables. And, and when we come back um, from this break, you know, I want to break a lot of that down. And let's, let's talk about more of the psychological parts of it, but also the, you know, the, the, the reality parts of it, that there is, there is support and there is options. And, um, and there's opportunities, and I think the more that as professionals we can be a guiding, um, oper- you know, guiding person for these clients, it would uh, certainly help us out. Definitely. Yeah. So, Steve, I know that um, you know you had mentioned some good information in regards to, uh, you know, hair is not just functional, but it's fashion now, and you know, and then the other side of it is 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 people feel limited when their hair is thinning or they're going through hair loss. They feel limited to do, to do those things. Tell us more on that. Well, one, one of the things that um, is very, very clear is that people today are more concerned than ever with losing their hair. And just like if you wait until you're already way out of shape to try and get back into shape and it's more difficult, the sooner you start taking care of your hair, and taking care of it can be taking care of your scalp, it can be um, certain treatments, all these different things will put you in a much, much better place um, down the road. Uh, what is very important is that most people, when this starts happening, they don't really know who to talk to. And one of the things we also found in our research is that consumers, because they don't really know who to talk to, they're, they're a lot less likely to make an appointment with a doctor or dermatologist because that's expensive, because they're not sure they're going to get a solution, and they really need somebody to talk to who can help them with it. They would love to talk to their stylist about it or their barber about it because that's somebody they have a relationship with, they're seeing on a regular basis, they trust, but they don't necessarily know that that person has any expertise in hair loss. So what Karen and I are really working on is trying to make sure that the stylists and the salons know enough about this story and know enough about the situation, they can really help their customers because that's what's most important to them, yeah, helping their absolutely. customers and giving back um, by being able to discuss not only the things you can do in the salon but all the other range of option items out there, uh, whether you want to use fibers or topical treatments or nutritional supplements or lasers or extensions, extensions or wigs yeah. or a dermatologist or even a surgical solution like a hair transplant, but to the extent that as a licensed professional, the stylist um, can give you advice and give you feedback on, first of all, the, the, the shape of your scalp and your hair loss, but also what your range of options are, they're really providing a valuable service. Yeah, perfect. Good. Well, we're getting ready to go on a break right now. So when we come back, um, we're going to talk more about all of those options that you just mentioned. And then I'll share more of my story of what I had to kind of deal with and face in light of me losing my hair. And it was, it was a very emotional time for me. And, you know, not you, you take the stress, but then you take the hair loss on top of the stress. And I was doubly stressed. (laughs) So uh, if you guys have issues on this, if any of my listeners, you guys want to, you know, uh, participate with this in this conversation, please feel free to go on my Facebook page, send a message, post something, um, Bonnie, it's a, a beauty inside and out show, or t- uh, you can uh, send me a tweet, Bonnie, Bonadeo one and we'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? 
Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions, to profits, to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to beauty inside and out. Welcome back, everybody. I have my guests here today, Karen Gordon and Steve Reese, and we're talking hair loss and thinning hair. And although it's always been a topic of, you know, male pattern baldness or it's hereditary or it's kind of more into the the spectrum of it happens to men, not women, what we've discovered and what Karen shared with us is that that's not true and that 40% of uh, women out there are dealing with hair loss. And I, I, can, I can honestly say that for a fact. I know this to be true um, because when I went through my alopecia areata, I had bald spots on my head, you know, as big as my hand, which you put two or three of those on there, I've got a very limited hair on my head. So I was very fashionable with ponytails to hide and disguise it. I wore a lot of hats um, during this time. Um, and the truth is, is I didn't know if my hair was going to grow back when I was experiencing it. Now, obviously, Um, I was aware of it because I saw mountains of hair falling out of my head and I thought, well, that doesn't seem normal because what we do know is that, you know, that hair grows a half inch a month and that we have a natural shedding process um, as well. And so it's, you know, hair is naturally going to fall out while new hairs are growing in, but it was an excessive amount of hair. Um, And so at that point, I really had to kind of look at what was going on with me and it was during a very stressful time in my life, but... Um, it, you know, I'd been stressed before like this. So why was hair loss all of a sudden an issue? And I went to my dermatologist and, um, they were, they, you know, they were certainly not positive. They're like, well, it happens and it may come back or it may not. You might lose it all. You might, it might grow back type of thing. So there was one treatment that they provided me and it was kind of those like little jets that kind of, you know, the needle jets where they just kind of, you know, plow it into your head in different areas and it's supposed to stimulate growth, but it's a... You know, it's a steroid is what it is. And um, I did that a couple of times. And although that did work and my hair started to grow back, it was I, that was not going to be a solution for me because I didn't want steroids being injected into my head. Um, so it was, it, was a, it was a temporary solution for me. Um, and it was really then fighting to what's going on, what's happening to me. How do I become less stressed? How do I become more healthy? What's happening here? And it took years to figure it out. And they finally, I finally did some food panels and discovered that I had a pretty severe gluten allergy. And it was like every time I ate something that had gluten in it, it was like putting poison in my system. And of course, anytime, anytime your body is fighting some foreign something, it will have some cause and effect. And the effect was, for me, it was hair loss. Um, I'm lucky that it grew back. I'm lucky that I have really great hair. Um, but I am in always and constantly dealing with a bald spot somewhere. And I always know when it comes, there's some sensitivity on my head. Um, the hair sheds. And then my head becomes incredibly sensitive. So even just going to a hairdresser to have them comb it or shampoo it or any of those things, is, um, it's painful. It's painful because my head is so sensitive during that loss process. Even if it's a, you know, even if it's a spot the size of a quarter, it, my entire head is incredibly sensitive. So I, I, I do understand this. And, and Steve, I liked where you were going on um, before we went to break in all of the options. And I think that if we could share with the listeners and, and any of the clients out there that might be dealing with hair loss or thinning, you know, let's look at let's look at some of the causes, but let's also look at some of the options, you know. Karen, 
birth control, baby, menopause. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, mm-hmm. I probably have experienced that. Diet, I'm sure that medications, yeah. surgery, medications. Yeah, but the but the truth is, like you said, it's it's an imbalance. So an imbalance. It, right there, if a hairdresser, Vitamin, all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, vitamin de- vitamin deficiencies. You know, if- it was interesting to hear your story, Bonnie, because you're talking about autoimmune issues is what you had, you know, with, with, with the gluten. And, and a lot of hair loss is related to, to autoimmune disorders. And they that's are. not uncommon. And-, and for anybody out there who doesn't know uh, what you're talking about, alopecia areata is where you actually get areas as opposed to alopecia totalis, which would be going entirely bald, or alopecia universalis, which is all over the body, um, where you lose all of your, your hair. But you had alopecia areata, and often it is in the size of quarters. And I think one of the scariest things is when it starts, and maybe maybe you can speak to this as well, if this was your experience, but people are frightened to death because they don't know when is it going to end. Am I going to go completely yes. bald? Yeah, it's like my hair is falling out. I see more yeah. of it in the sink and in the brush, and, and it's like, is it going to stop? When is it going to stop? And uh, the good news is, in most cases, uh, most people do not lose all of their hair. It usually mm-hmm. uh, stays in patches, and then it does grow back. But very similar to what you had, a lot of people do experience it over and over again. They do get the hair back, but then they have it again in their lifetime very often. Yeah, and, and I will share this story, and um, it, it was an opportunity for me to educate my hairdresser, but my hairdresser reacted in in such a way when he saw the bald spots um, that I said, you know, can I provide some information for you? So it, it went like this. Oh, my God, you have bald spots on your head. And I was mortified. I mean, yeah. I knew this. Yeah. I knew this. But what it was is it was an opportunity for me to say, okay, I want you to imagine that it's not me, your friend, sitting in this chair. I want you to imagine that it's a client that may not know that they have bald spots. Yeah. And and there's definitely a better way to handle this because, it's first of all, it is of concern. And we, based on the fact that we have the license to touch and we have the license to do their hair and we have this knowledge, you do need to – It's your, it is our – priority to make sure that they know this if they don't but how we handle that might be a better way so Karen can you take that on like how would you handle that with a client that comes in that may not be aware that they've got they, that they're they're incredibly thin from the last time you saw them or they have spots yeah, you know, I think when a client sits in my chair, most of my clients are regular clients of mine, but even if they weren't, I, I don't think that I would be afraid to approach it. I think you have to approach it in a calm manner, and I, I wouldn't hesitate to say to somebody, um, Mary, have you noticed, are you losing more hair? Uh, have you noticed that there's a little bit more hair in your brush? I still think you have plenty of hair. However, I think it might seem um, a lot like you're losing a little bit. Tell me a little bit about your experience. Are you seeing that? So, you know, I, I don't think we should be afraid to bring it up. I think it's sort of like the doctor who's afraid to bring up um, to somebody who's very, very overweight. You know, I actually commend doctors who do that and say, you know, your weight might be part of what your problem is, and it's not an easy thing to approach with somebody, but hair loss is the same thing. It's not easy to tell somebody that their hair is thinning, but i got to tell you, most likely they already know it. They just don't want to bring it up. It's an uncomfortable subject. So um, I would definitely say that to somebody. I see clients who sometimes have spots on their heads, and I always say, um, like, Mary, did you notice, have you noticed by any chance that you have a little spot on your head? I don't want to create any alarm, and I'm not a doctor, but have you had it looked at? And um, is this something that you've had for a long time? And if not, you just might want to go have it checked out. And I think there are nice ways to do it, but you certainly don't want to create alarm in somebody who already probably is alarmed most people know when their hair is thinning right yeah and there's and like you said there's all those variables to it and everything but how we approach it and then of course you know referring them to go check in with their doctor because it could be a first sign of something yes and i think to the experience that you had with your your hairdresser um you know i I can appreciate his shock but i probably would have you know said to you something like like bonnie i see that you have a little alopecia areata going on. Tell me what you know about it. Mm, that's good. I like that. Yeah, yeah, because you already knew it was there. So I'm yeah. just acknowledging and then, what's there and, and then opening from, up the, the, the dialogue for it. Yeah, and then from the client's perspective, so, you know, if, if as a client and a listener of, of our show right now and you know that your hair is thinning more than usual or you know that you have some spots, it's okay to bring that up to the hairdresser and let them know in advance and and have that conversation with them as you well. You know, if, if you don't you're pretending and pretending doesn't do your client any good yeah yeah that's true good 
Good. So let's talk about then some of some of the options because I think people think, um, you know, I'm a hair transplant. Like I'm not going to go have a hair transplant. And like you said, in the case of where it's alopecia areata, it it, it traditionally does grow back, just like in most cases um, with uh, clients that are going through chemotherapy. Even though during the treatment they're losing their hair, mm-hmm. uh, once their treatments are done, most people, and it's a pretty high percentage when I say most, their hair does grow back. That's very true. Sometimes it grows back in a very funny way, but yes, it grows yeah. back. I had a client of mine who uh, was naturally blonde with some gray in it, and her hair grew back red and curly. <laughs> that is so bizarre. Isn't that bizarre? It's like, can you imagine the shock when it came out of my head, red and curly? So, yeah. yeah well, I'm sure. I was excited. Yeah, most people do get their hair back. Um, it, it, it's interesting if you're, if you're dealing with a client who's going through chemotherapy, you know, it's a, it's a really delicate subject. And I would recommend if anybody has private consultation rooms, that's the place to take a client like that and deal with them privately. But, you know, you can see somebody through the whole process. Um, you can see them through, uh, if they like to shave their head beforehand, uh, doing that with dignity, um, not in front of everybody where music is pulsating and blow dryers are going and people are having something really fun going on because um, it's a very deeply touching experience. And as a hairdresser, it's very deep touching to take somebody through that process. It's not easy for us either. Uh, some clients knowing that their hair might come out in, in, in chunks, for lack of a better term, might come in and get a short, choppy haircut so that when it does come out um, in, in patches, it, it's not quite as obvious. And sometimes I think that that's a nice way to start with it. And then you can always recommend if someone wants to go into any kind of a hair piece, hair replacement like a wig, that all of that fitting and selection is done beforehand so they can transition into it very easily instead of coming back later and trying to match what they might have had. It's really good to have all of those decisions made beforehand. And that's something that I think, you know, the people who become more advanced in this area um, can do to help see these people who we so love. You know, we've known for so many years through a a very um, emotional process. Yeah, so let's let's talk about some of the solutions here that Steve that you brought up. So, because I think people don't maybe don't realize the depth of opportunities there are. Um, you know, I mean, from a medical standpoint, we're going to recommend that you go to your doctor, and there might be some treatments that might be best suited and and for you to look further into it. Because if your hair is falling out or you have alopecia in any form, there is something going on. There's something else going on behind that. That is a, that is a result of something. Um, but let's talk about what you had brought up, Steve. So it was well. I, I think you can break things into into different areas. One is cosmetic, one is treatment, and then one is perhaps surgical. And would you agree, Karen? I do totally. So, for example, if we're talking about the cosmetic um, on a simple level, um, there are fibers you can put in your hair, and it will make it look like you have more hair. And uh, they're very popular, and people use them before they go out. Uh, you have extensions, which can make your hair longer. It can make your hair thicker. It can add texture. It can add color. There are wigs or hair systems, as they call them, uh, a whole host of things like that. And those can be used both for fashion but also for, I guess, what you call function. And, you know, to the point about extensions, there are so many different types today. I mean, if people have enough hair left in their head, they can do tape-in extensions. They can do clip-in extensions. If they don't, then they can do um, any kind of extension with a tip that might be uh, glued in if they've, or a keratin tip that's bonded. But today they do these very fine micro-point extensions that are quite beautiful. They're almost undetectable, and they're put in one to two hairs at a time, and they're absolutely gorgeous. And there are also pieces that people can use called halos, which go around the head and just stick in the hair from uh, underneath. You just put it on. It is like a halo. It's got like little fishing wire and then hair across the back, and you pull some of your natural hair over it. So if you haven't lost your hair but you've got thinning hair, it's such an easy solution for people at home. Um, there are so many options in that area today with hair replacement. Yeah, and I want to just be clarify with everybody that not all extensions look like Britney Spears. Uh, yes, they do not all look like Britney Spears. <laughs> I still want to know who her hairdresser is that does those. They're awful. Yeah. They're never good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but um, all these products all right. so are just it. getting so much better. Yeah, um, the quality of the hair, uh, like Karen said, there are lots of different ways it can be affixed to your head depending upon your situation and what you want. Uh, one, of, one of the big issues the industry has is the sense of the bad extensions or the bad toupee, and those things really 
don't and shouldn't exist anymore. The technology and the products are just much too good for anyone to have any of those issues. Well, you know, and I want to speak to what you said about, the, about the cosmetic solutions. I'm really impressed with how many people, you know, come in and, you know, I think that maybe they'll go into some kind of a hair piece or some kind of an extension, and they're really happy with just some kind of a keratin fiber that you sprinkle onto the bald spot or the thinning spot. It's amazing how well they work. What a difference. And they're kind of a joke because yeah. we call them sprinkles, but they're very effective. No, good. Well, we're going to take another break here real quick. And when we come back from this next break, I want to talk about treatments and surgical. And then I want to share with our professional side of the industry the event that you guys are building to be able to make hair loss a much more, you know, uh, a bigger conversation, a a bigger dialogue for our clients that are dealing with hair loss and thinning hair. So, again, if anybody has any comments they'd like to be able to share with us, you can tweet me, Bonnie Bonadeo1, Facebook page, Beauty Inside and Out show and of course if it's a if you want to email me bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com and we're happy to answer your questions um and we'll be right back we're making it easier to listen to the voice america talk radio network live wherever you go on iphone blackberry or android download it from the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions, to profits, to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Welcome back, everybody. Our topic today is hair loss. My guest, Karen Gordon from Jay Gordon Designs out of Chicago and Steve Reese from Bobbit Publishing. Um, we you know, I've learned some things today. I'm a recipient of hair loss and I've learned some things today um, that I didn't know were options and that I didn't know were maybe some of even the causes of it. So if 40% of us are dealing with this, then it's a big enough topic for us to be able to talk about and support clients in these solutions. But um, Steve, we left off in this last uh, conversation here where we talked about the cosmetic opportunities to be able to, in a sense, you know, disguise hair loss. And that was through wigs, hair extensions, fiber sprays or fiber powder type of thing, um, and then hair pieces in general. So I love all of those ideas. And those are available in, you know, from Sally's Beauty Supply to your professional hairdresser. You can find some of those items. Let's talk about treatments because there's an, you know, I think that when you think about hair loss treatments, everybody goes to like minoxidil or something like that. Like the one thing that was, you know, uh, you had to get a prescription for and it was, you know, prescribed and, you know, that's all coming to the drugstore at this point. But what are some other treatments? Well, the key, the key thing is in terms of treatments, the most important thing is, as we were talking about before, understand if you can what the cause of the problem is. And you don't want to treat something um, inappropriately. Uh, so if there is a situation that's related to uh, your thyroid, or if there is a situation where it's basically male pattern baldness or something like that, if you can understand what it is, you're in a much better place. Um, I have to say that the science behind this has changed dramatically in the last few years in the sense that people really understand much, much better than they ever did uh, how and why hair grows and how and why hair doesn't grow. So, you know, in, in terms of treatment, one thing to think about is the health of the scalp. 
And if you've got a healthy scalp, you're much more likely to have healthy hair. And again, it depends upon your specific situation, but there are lots of products out there which can ensure that you have a clean and healthy scalp. Um, there are uh, products you mentioned like minoxidil, and the difference between products now and products before was before um, you kind of hope products work, but there wasn't really any proof. Now we know that there are products out there that work. We know that there are products out there that are FDA approved, um, and and it can be minoxidil, which doesn't work for everybody, but seems to work for most people um, for certain types of baldness. Uh, there are uh, laser therapies uh, that you could get involved with. There are nutritional supplements which can uh, help you uh, have healthier scalp and healthier hair. There are lots and lots of things and, and from a scientific standpoint, people are experimenting with lots of more things uh, in terms of treating it not necessarily just from the outside but from the inside as well. Isn't that right, Karen? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I think you're seeing great strides made in the area of like follicular transplants today. Um, there's some procedures where they're taking um, platelets and spinning them and putting them back into the hair follicles. And I, you know, the, like Steve said, the technology is advancing every single day. I'm really excited to see what happens in the next ten years. We're not quite in the infancy um, in, in, in the technology of it. Um, it is it has moved forward quite a bit, but I think we're going to see enormous strides made. I think there's a lot of uh, companies investing a lot of money in the R and D because this is a four billion dollar industry right now. Wow! Yeah, you know, that's everybody wants to be on the forefront of it, and you know, while people might not be able to come up, you know, with a solution that stops hair from falling out, um, they certainly want to come up with a good solution for how to how to move it around and put it back in, or to get it to grow what's left thicker and healthier. So, yeah, we're going to see. I, I, I think the next uh, decade is just going to bring about all sorts of exciting things. <laughs> Yeah, You know, the other thing you just want to think about is the surgical solution. And there was a time when the surgical solution was, you know, cutting off a strip of your scalp and moving it to another part of your head. And that Mm. sounds kind of horrible, um, (laughs) but that's probably a good visual description. Now people can do things in much, much subtler and more natural and less invasive ways. And a lot of the technology that you've seen in other industries, kind of like pick-and-place technology or, or, or things related to the semiconductor industry, uh, you're going to start seeing it applied to this industry. And the, the ease of, of a hair transplant and the price of, the, of a hair transplant and the invasiveness of a hair transplant are all going to diminish dramatically. And it may be uh, down the road in the not-too-distant future where people who want to get these will be able to go in one day and walk out the next day, and it won't be that expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, And what we know is that anywhere where there's money, uh, you're going to find solutions. And one thing we know is that people who are afraid of losing their hair or are losing their hair are willing to spend a lot of time and money to do what they can to prevent it. So uh, we expect a lot of things happening soon because a lot of people are paying attention to this category now. Yeah, yeah I think there's a lot of companies we haven't even heard of that are doing um, tremendous research and development right now. So it, it's going to explode without a doubt. Right. But we never want to like, you know, I mean, and there there's plenty of solutions. But if this is happening to you, if you have hair loss, there is a root cause. And that would be... No pun intended. All, yeah, a root <laughs> cause, definitely. Um, it, it would be all of our suggestion here as professionals in this industry to be able to make sure that you're looking into what could be the potential causes um, of your hair loss or your thinning and... Um, you know, first and foremost, because, you know, as as a society, I think we're, you know, it seems as though, especially here in America, we're getting less and less healthy. So we are going to be dealing with hair loss and, and you know, alopecia and all of these types of uh, um, diseases for, you know, more and more into the future. So, all right, well, I want to make sure that we don't miss out on this opportunity. So you, so you're producing an event and the event is for professionals to be able to educate them more on hair loss thinning, all of these issues here. So you've called it the Hair Summit, correct? The Hair Plus Summit. Hair Plus Summit, Summit. perfect. Will you guys give us some insight? So this is for our professional uh, listeners. You know, this is an an event for you to be more educated so that you can help more of your clients that are dealing with this. So tell us about this event and what, what we can expect. 
Well, the the the, the event was really created. Um, uh, based on conversations Karen and I have had in the past, uh, we've gone to a lot of the technical conferences. We, we've talked to a lot of people in the industry, and we realized that nothing was really being presented in a way that made sense for the salon owner and the hairstylist. And by that, I mean the salon owner and the hairstylist is really the most natural and obvious person to be able to talk to consumers about this. And they have uh, a regular clientele. They have people who know and like and trust them. And, and they will be able to have that conversation in a way which is going to help people take advantage of solutions. But the challenge is that most people in the salon industry don't really understand enough about the topic. Now, they don't necessarily have to be experts in every phase of, of hair loss, but what would be helpful is if they know enough about the hair loss category that they can counsel people in the right way and send people in the right direction. Some of the things they will be able to help them with themselves, but other things they may not, but they will be helping their client by telling them, here's what your options are, here's who you should be talking to. So um, we got together with a bunch of other salon owners and styles, and we said, okay, if we were going to make this topic accessible, to the salon industry and really make it valuable to them. How do we approach it? What topics do we uh, include? And, and, and what type of event do we need to create? And that's really what we did. We put together a two-day event, October 16th and 17th in Atlanta. And at the end of two days, um, the people who attend will not only really understand the topic and what it is and what it isn't and what the opportunities and the solutions are, but they'll also develop a network of other like-minded professionals and suppliers that they can reach out to to support each other and help drive awareness and adoption of this as something which the salon industry as licensed professionals really should be involved with. And they should be more educated on so that they're, 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 they're creating the right conversation with that client in making them aware or supporting them in, in what are some of the solutions that we've discussed here today. You know, this is going to be the first of its kind event, and I hope it's not the last of its kind. I think it's going to be um, a, an incredible event and one that I hope that we have um, over and over again. But, you know, my goal, and I think Steve and I have talked about this quite a bit, is to bring the hair loss issue and trichology, uh, the, the, the study of the hair and the scalp, to to the salon professional in a friendly way so that they can begin the dialogue with their clients. We just don't have it. And I think by attending the event, they will get a very broad knowledge of all sorts of things that they can take back with them. I mean, I know we're going to talk about the results of, a, of the, the hair loss study uh, that Steve did with Modern Salon. They're going to talk about why you should get involved in the hair loss industry. We're going to have experts talking about uh, different forms of hair replacement. We're going to do a, a hairdresser-friendly review about all of the terms that you need to know uh, to participate in this conversation so you don't have to be afraid of, you know, if you haven't talked about alopecia areata in, in 10 or 15 15 years, it will refresh you on all of that, which is really important. Um, we're going to have uh, product manufacturers there talking about what's available. We're going to have doctors there uh, talking about what the uh, latest forms of treatment are and what's happening um, in the technology and advances in the hair loss field. It's going to be a very comprehensive uh, two-day event, but it's also going to be very fun and very friendly, and I'm very, very excited about it. You know, we are the first line of defense. We are the first ones that people come to or who notice hair loss um, clients want to talk to us, we need to become more educated about the topic. Yeah, absolutely. So so give us the website that we can share with the professionals about this event, how they can register um, and learn more. The website is www.hairplussummit, plus is spelled out, P-L-U-S dot com. Okay, so hairplussummit.com. Perfect. Good. And plus is spelt out. Excellent. And then again, the dates again. So it's in Atlanta, Georgia, October 16th and 17th. And 
of course, I see that you've got, you know, some great sponsors here, Cosmetology Chicago, Club Intrigue, Hair Loss Council, American Hair Loss Council, Intercofewer, and then it's brought to you by Modern and Salon Today. So from our to all of our professionals out there, we really need to make sure that um, we're supporting this event, we're being educated on this topic, and we're helping our clients to have, you know, Hollywood hair, right? At the end of the day, don't we all want to have Hollywood hair? And we you do. know that most we of do. Hollywood hair is... <laughs> you know, we just is, want to make people feel good about themselves. Yes. You know, yeah. and, it, and if you've got hair loss, you're probably not feeling too good about yourself. No, no, that that is the truth. And and going back to when we first started this topic, you know, there is a very strong psychological um, moment in losing our hair. We feel we we feel very insecure and. Um, and very self-conscious of it. So not just you know not just people going through treatments and, and chemotherapies and stuff like that, but just even with thinning hair, it's it's embarrassing. It feels very embarrassing. And and our professional industry is going to take on uh, being you know advocates to making sure that we have all this information. So thank you guys for being with us today. We really appreciate you sharing the hair loss uh, topic and the event that's going to educate um, our industry um, a lot more. Great, and I hope to see everyone in Atlanta. Yes, yes, definitely. Good. So if you have issues with hair loss, if there are some questions you want to ask and you don't want to be posted on social, then send me an email. I'll make sure it gets to the right people to be able to get the questions that you have, uh, the answers to the questions that you have. You can email me at bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Um, like my Facebook page, Beauty Inside and Out Show, and feel free to follow me on Twitter as well at Bonnie Bonadeo One. So uh, thank you again, Steve and Karen. Uh, next week we have, you know, here's here's what I can tell you. We might be talking about hair loss today, but next week there's the opportunity where we're going to be talking about how do ambitious entrepreneurs grow their business, and it's always through education. So we know that, but speaking is the answer. So join uh, me and. My business partner, Alejandra Crucifolia, as we talk about how to be able to be better educated in the speaking genre um, to be able to grow your business. So I look forward to talking with you next week. And thanks, everybody, for joining me at Beauty Inside and Out. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.